with their minute-by-minute discussion of the Big Lebowski, but they were just getting started. Prepare to go deeper. In each episode of Season 2, Brad and Adam discuss a single page from the Lebowski Spiritual Primer. And now, Gutterballs! How'd you feel about it? I loved I it. I was fine. That's the end? It's great radio. <laughs> I, I was fine. <laughs> okay. Great. Brad, are you okay? Have you been smoking? Um, I don't know. It's this is a altered perceptions for sure, but I'm getting used to it. Are you Hannibal ah! from the the a uh, team who smokes cigars all the time? <laughs> the uh, team? Ah! Yeah, the a uh, team. They're they're a team. Sure, <laughs> they're a team. They're a team. You're a team. Ah! <laughs> um. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's the Lartes. They've, they've like, they've shown up. <laughs> so you got two issues to deal with, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, you know, it's, what? It's so weird. Um, it's one thing to be recording a podcast, and then to have the Lartes show up and demand your attention. Like that's a lot to. You know, keep ah! the old dude or sad. Brad. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Ah! <laughs> ah. Okay. Stop. All it. right. So what are we doing today? <laughs> Enough silliness. <laughs> ah! <laughs> So, <laughs> so, what's going on now? Is that me sometimes? Is it replaying or is it just... I don't even know. I don't know, Brad. So, like... Okay. Enough! Enough! This is a very special episode. And we're... I think that much is apparent. We're like children! children. This is a special episode for several reasons. One, we're finally back on track talking about Tao of the Dude. It's the whole and, reason we're here. <laughs> and, and you know, we're actually going in reverse through Tao of the Dude. From the beginning in reverse back to the pre-beginning. Right, right. So that's good. So it's a very special episode for that reason. Very special episode because we also have a special guest today. We do. I hope. What's her name? Your mom. 
I am in tears over here. I thought you put magic mushrooms in dinner tonight. (laughs) 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 So, Adam, are you going to introduce our guest? Well, uh, yeah, it's my wife. You might know her. Her name's Leslie. Hey, Hi, Leslie. Leslie. <laughs> Hi, Brad and Adam. Great to be on the show. Mm. You picked a great episode. Yes. I'm really excited. We're getting down to brass tacks here. Finally. Brad, do you mind if I eat a little bit of my tamale real quick? No, go for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> mm, it's a good tamale. So what's been uh, happening uh, with you guys lately? Adam and Leslie, down in your neck of the woods. Well, all the shit's going down in D.C., that's for sure. Well, that's true. Today's a big day for D.C., unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Not the best. Um, You know, we're living in crazy times. It does seem that way. It seems every day there's three or four things happen that would normally be the story of the year. I think that on a long enough timeline, the the crazy kind of comes and goes in waves. And I think I feel like this is kind of over the course of the last couple of years and maybe a couple more into the future. We're at the crest of one of these waves, perhaps, you know, it's these are the moments that try men's souls. Right. Right. We've had an extended period of relative peace, prosperity for the most part. Decades long now. Joy. Joy? Yeah, it was like a joyful time. Well, except for the economic crisis, but... Yeah. Felt pretty stable for a while. Yeah. But we had our election last night in Virginia for our governor, the primaries. Oh, I did. I I was watching that. Yeah. So we were pretty satisfied with the outcome. Yeah. Well, I know that the... On the Republican side, the non-crazy guy won, Mm -hmm. which is good. And I don't know too much about the Democratic side, except the guy that won. I know he was the former lieutenant governor, and he also had that ad where he called Donald Trump a narcissistic maniac. Correct. So. He's a doctor. Really, he, that's all you, I mean, I don't know, I mean, that's a low bar. Yeah. (laughs) Something like 600,000% of the people could get my vote with that statement, but it's a very simple you know. equation. <laughs> Call Donald Trump a narcissistic maniac. You got it. Got my vote, buddy. But you voted on the Republican ballot, so what are it's you talking about? It's just a primary. About? It's just a primary, dude. I know. I was trying to fuck things up over on the other side. <laughs> so we closed out the elect the polling location. Adam is in his socks. Because he could not put shoes on because I was like, we're going to miss the close of the polls. We got to go It was 6.56 p.m. (laughs) Polling station is half a mile away. Besley's like, we got to go vote. 
I don't have and shoes And the polls on. close at 7? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 7. Okay. You know, yeah, I think I'm with Leslie on this so far. So we haul ass there. Adam doesn't put his shoes on. So he's in the location, like, closing down the thing. Like, he's looking on his iPhone doing his research while he's voting. Everybody, like, people are coming and going, and he's just still there. I was not the last person in there. Yeah, the other lady who was the last person left before you did. Okay, but just, like, 15 seconds, maybe. Okay. I had to do my research. So you had the shoes with you in the car? No, no. I didn't. She's like, we got to go okay. vote right now. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. We got four minutes. I can't look around from my shoes yeah. and put my shoes on. No, that's kind of, that's true. You yeah. know, it takes They're a while to hand. put some shoes on, too. I mean, if they were like, if I knew like they were by the door on the way out, I might grab them and put them on in the car. They weren't. I would have had to find them, you know? Yeah. And also, I can't I'm be not like... I'm not 38 anymore. You know, it takes a little longer to put shoes on these days. You need yeah. one of those shoehorns. Yeah, those like a, ones. like the size shoe of horns a cane. Shoehorns and Velcro. <laughs> right. Ah! <laughs> oh, Brad, you got to get your house checked out, dude. Yeah. There's a lot of weird sure. shit going on up in central PA these days. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, romance planning is coming to gutter balls. <laughs> well, that's a disaster. <laughs> well, <clears throat> so Tao the dude, huh? Yeah. So last time. In the last episode of Tao of the Dude, we talked about page one, if I recall Season correctly. Season two, episode one. Season two, episode one, yes. Um, the Tao of the Dude. Which, I guess you're still saying the Tao. Cause that's well, we had that. I'm just stuck on Tao. Yeah. It's like that. It's like a soft T, an unaspirated T. Tao. Tao. It's like Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. You don't say Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. It's well, Gal Gadot, I just say dough. Like, there's no T there. It's an unaspirated T. I've been watching a lot of mashups of how to pronounce her name. Gal Gadot. It's a little different than just saying Gal Gadot or Gal right. Gadot. It's Gal Gadot. Well, I hear, that, I hear that now. All right. Well, the internet has spoken. Sure. So, Dow. Dow? Dow. Dow. Dow of the dude. Page one. Dow of the dude. Page one. But you had a great observation, Adam. Yeah, what's that? That we skipped a bunch of the front matter. We did. And the and the cover. So mm-hmm. I think we gotta have to start over again. Where do we by start? By looking at the cover. If we're gonna do one page at a time, I think we should start with the cover. You start at the beginning, don't you? Yeah. I mean, I'm the is. kind of guy that picks up a book and just opens it in the middle. Sure. To a random spoit and just spoit to a random spoit. I'm going to write that one down. A random spoit and starts listening from there. <laughs> but, uh... A random spoit. So I don't necessarily start at the beginning. But in terms of, like, you know, something as orderly as the, as a podcast with ordered episodes. Yeah, we'll start at the beginning. Here's Let's go the with thing. the cover. 
You know, it depends on the book, right? If it's a book that is just meant to be like more of a an idea than like a prescriptive this is how you live or this is the story like linear storytelling like if it's just a random bunch of shit like the bible then you start wherever you know you don't have to start at the beginning it doesn't make any sense it's just you you take little nuggets called the Tao of the Dude is more biblical than like the Grapes of Wrath or something right you just take little bits and pieces (laughs) that was a random spoit wasn't it (laughs) random spoit without a doubt (laughs) you know what's funny we got we almost had some random poik just kind of like spoit What's random poik? You know, it's it's poik that shows up sometimes, and you're not sure about it, and then you're like, mm, "Fuck this poik." You know what I'm saying? Is it the stuff they put in Hazel Park hot dogs? Poik? I don't think there's any poik in Hazel Park hot dogs. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> say it. Jesus Christ! Oh boy! Oh poik! <laughs> oh poik! Did you see that one of your colleagues, yeah, even mayhap a friend, picks his own mushrooms and eats them? Um, picks his own, like, culinary mushrooms or psychedelic mushrooms? Culinary. Like, from, like, the yard and the woods. Um, no, I did not know that. Yeah, that seems amazingly dangerous. Well, I guess if you're, you know, you're possibly, you're, you're, you're possibly, probably trained. Because you could end up like that. If you're not careful. Right. You could end up like this episode in your brain nonstop. Like there's nothing that's going to stop it no matter what happens. You want to turn it off, but you can't. How long do you think it takes? Like when you put that shit down into your, you know, chew it up, it goes into your stomach. How long do you think you got before it's irreversible? 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Irreversible. Come on. You gotta. I mean, I would say it takes like a good hour. You think an hour? Till you're in the throes. And you think you could puke it up and be okay? But I don't know at what point can you (laughs) stop. 
I just don't know. I mean, it takes a while to digest shit. I really don't know. I have no fucking clue. It's like, oh, wait 20 minutes. Now you're full. Oh, but you haven't really put it through, have you? And that's like... It must be shitty to have that in there and know that there ain't no going back. You buy the ticket, take the ride. It's all about the the anticipation. Take the ride. That's right, Brad. That's right. At what point did the dude buy his ticket for this movie? This is going back to like episode 20 or something. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's not an episode of Gutterballs Rewind, but just talking about points of no return, and I'm looking at the cover of this book. Right at the moment, but thinking about the dudes there all zen-like on the cover with his leg up in the air. It's it's from that shot after he talks to uh, Marty, the landlord, and he's listening to his answering messages, and he's drinking his white rush, and he's got it up in the air, and his other leg is up in the air. And I contended that once he took that rug from the titular Lebowski's mm-hmm. place, that was the inciting incident. After oh, which Jesus. He cannot go back. Why are you bringing this up? What do you mean? Because I had... <clears throat> so my wife, you may know her. Her name is Christine. Shit, dog. Yeah, I know her. She and I had a, a huge uh, discussion about this inciting incident just like two days ago. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we uh, found, and she found this like essay online, like screenwritinghelp.com or something that goes through the entire structure. It's my go-to of, source for movie making. Of like Big Big Lebowski. Big Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> the big, big Lebowski. But so one, I think when we had this conversation before, I was confused about the term inciting incident. How? <gasps> I mean, the inciting incident is literally just the thing that gets the whole train rolling. Yeah. Like it's not about like determining what the movie is even about. It's just the the first thing that in essence happens in the movie that that like sets action Right. right, so there might be a little bit of prologue that says, "Oh, here's people in their normal lives, like buying coffee or creamer, in this case, or whatever." Right, the Coens didn't like waste the inciting any time. incident in Star Wars. Is um, was uh, you know Darth Vader attacking Princess Leia's ship? Like it just starts off instantly with it. Is it though? Because isn't according that- to. All the stuff that I had to read According in order to, to have this conversation with Christine. I was arguing that was not it, <laughs> but I was wrong. Right, because that's establishing the normal. That's all you know. That's normal behavior. But it's the first piece of action. Like it's Because we were talking about the inciting incident. We were kind of using that term to mean... Turning like, point for first act, second act, right? Yes, it was It was at the end of the first act, and it kind of, once you establish, like, it's the hero begins his journey, kind of. Like, what is the incident that forces him to do that, in a way? Um, which I think even in Lebowski, you, you could maybe even argue that the rug was that, but I don't think so. I think it's when he got pegged to do the the, the handoff, maybe. 
But anyway, that's why I was surprised. You're talking about the the turn into the second the turn. <laughs> but so where where was where? Why did you bring this up? I guess. <clears throat> Were you listening to Christine and I in our pillow talk? Of course not. Why would I do <laughs> that? Did I that accidentally leave the phone butt dial you again. <laughs> that would be weird. I wouldn't do that. Did that really happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. No, it didn't happen. It didn't happen with me and Christine. But you know who it did happen with? Who? You and me? Your mom. (laughs) She's a naughty, nasty woman. What was the name of that book? I bring this up? I'm sorry, I'm still eating my tamale. Why did I bring up the inciting incident? Yeah. I don't know. It was just like point of no return. It was, you know, your buddy on Facebook. It's like, holy shit. Like, you eat that. What if it's a bad mushroom? There's a story of a guy who was like, yeah, I know how to eat mushrooms, how to grab them out of the, I'm talking culinary mushrooms now. And it's like 20 minutes later, he's in the emergency room and he might die. And it only took like 20 minutes or something. Maybe half an hour. I was just, so I was just wondering, and then I was looking at uh, the dude with his drink and his zen posture on the cover of the book, knowing that he had just stolen that rug. It's like, is this the point at which the movie actually starts? But I don't think so. I think you're right. It's when, like, the, you know... Wu and Jacob from Lost break into his apartment and throw him in the toilet and pee on his rug. That's the inciting incident, I think. Right. right? That's it. Well, now that I've I've learned a, a little bit of the most basic terminology, yes, that is the inciting incident. But I don't think I said that the last episode. I think I was like, it's when he steals the rug. No, you said you were arguing, as I recall, for the pissers, the carpet pissers. It was the pissers. But I think, again, the dis- distinction was we were using the term inciting incident and the turn at the end of Act 1 to be the same thing. So right. I was, because right. you were trying to say, whoa, well, it was a three-act structure. The first act is just 30 seconds long or whatever, right? And that was kind of a bit of our confusion. So we were kind of like arguing over each other a bit. Yeah, okay. I mean, I love being right and all, but I don't know how right I was. I do remember thinking... Like, maybe the Coens were just genre busters and convention busters. They didn't give a shit. It's like, yeah, we'll just have, whether we understood it to be turning point of the first act or inciting incident, like, we'll just have it right away. Just get it out of the way. Fuck it. 
but I don't think I can give myself that much credit, honestly. What were you arguing for being the turning point? It's not called you know, turning point either. What is it? Um, what is it even called? First act. Maybe it is turning point. First act. I mean, if Juliana Keys is anybody to listen to, on writing, first act turning point. Wikipedia, three act structure, known as the first turning point, which A, signals the end of the first act. Yep. B ensures life will never be the same or whatever. All right. I think that's the preferred nomenclature. Somewhere between either getting the when he gets when he decides to take the ransom, like to do the drop off, or whether they screw up the drop off. One of those points. I think no, when they when they screw up the drop off, that's the end of Act One. See, I disagree because he's stolen the rug already. He's taken it. And Maud wasn't gonna like stand around and let him get away with that. So like he's already gone down the path. Yeah. Well, no. But again, he's hmm, he did something. I don't know. Just stealing a rug. He like stole the rug. And now. And then stole the rug. Undo. He, no. He stole the rug undo? How do you spell that? What does that, that mean is, to you? That U-N-D-O? <laughs> that is your <laughs> rendition of James <laughs> Horner's Let me write this down. majestic theme to Star Trek the II, The Wrath of Khan. Undo. No, like he stole the rug, but like he was just going on with his regular life. Command Z? Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, it's like Command Z is undo. That's how you right? mean undo? Command Z style? Yeah. All right, so here we are. about to watch this movie for the first time. Tell me what you know about The Big Lebowski. I never got around to watching The Big Lebowski because it's a dude movie. It's literally a dude movie. Yes, but it's, it's not a guy movie. Well, I, I, movie. that's what you're going to have to prove to me. What are your expectations going in? Going in, I am... The Coen brothers are very character-based, so I'm, I'm looking for really awesome characters. Um, I want to drink a white Russian... <laughs> While watching this movie, you might be able to make that. But I think that should happen. What genre would you say the Big Lebowski is? I would say the Big Lebowski falls into the genre of frantic comedy. I don't know. I haven't seen it. You're asking me to categorize something I haven't seen. That's unfair. I take umbrage with your question. I love characters, so I think that I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty optimistic about this viewing. Yeah, this is really 
<laughs> I'm blown away. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting. There were many more boobs than I thought there were going to be. I like a man in a cowboy hat. I like the tumbleweed. It's tumbling into the dirty streets of LA and then to the ocean. It's, it's, it's a rambler. I think that there are things that you're not gonna get first time around. <laughs> I would definitely need to see it again. What genre is this movie? Weird. <laughs> Screenplay how-to, full screenplay analysis. I thought your go-to resource for movie making and writing was screenwritinghelp.com. Nope. Oh, all right. <laughs> I stand corrected. So this says act one. Screenplayhowto.com. Screenplay how-to. Not to say that they have to be right, but I'll, what they say is act one is um, it ends when... The dude is hired by the Big Lebowski to act as a ransom courier. Hmm. Act 2A is the dude, along with his best friend Walter, mess up the drop. Um, and But then, uh, you know, it ends with the, the, the Big Lebowski telling the dude he's instructed the kidnappers to do whatever they need to do to recover the money from him. him. Then there's Act 2B, which goes until... Um, Till he has intercourse with Maud, probably. Yeah, and he gets the key piece that the father doesn't have any money. Exactly. And that gives him the thing. And so Act 3, he confronts the big Lebowski and discovers money is al Bunny is alive. Then Dude faces off against the ki kidnappers. And then there's an epilogue. The Dude and Walter spread Donnie's ashes in the Pacific and get back to what they love best, bowling. I mean, that's very pat. You know, it's pretty convenient. I agree with some of it, but I don't know I mean, about that. I mean, at the same time, I think this movie almost defies conventions. It does. I don't know, but that, so I, I think there's not really, there's just not really an answer. <sighs> well, they had to resort to two <sighs> A and two B to discuss it. Yeah. Well, I guess in this guy's structure, like there could be many act twos like if you want to make the movie 10 hours long just keep adding more oh now here's the new twist now here you know and have these different like kind of like oh we've resolved it only to be like aha here's the next part it would be you know? as if a former film professor of ours may have written a screenplay based on one of his tests right exactly act two double p <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's my least favorite act, honestly. A double pee, you know? You pee, you think you're done, you go back into the office, another pee. Yeah, you gotta turn right back around. Yep. Double but at the same time, less time at your desk. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Ah! So how about the cover of this book? That's what I'm saying. He's, like, at the turning point right now. He's just past the turning point. Because so he's doing thing. his little dance on the rug. Yes, he's. It, this is got like you. he just got his nice new rug. He's dancing all over it. He's going to get away with it. 
but things are about to get fucked. So, right. Okay. So, I feel like maybe we... So, let's see here. I'm, we're going to bring up the cover to this thing. Yeah. It has the dude doing his, like, Tai Chi poses. He's wearing sneakers. He was wearing sneakers in that scene in the movie. Okay. His Adidas. Adidas. He was wearing. He has a. He has a. What I'm gonna just call a white Russian in one hand. Yeah. No ice. And a bowling ball that is like the yin and yang symbol. Yep. In the other hand. So it is very. You know, you got the Eastern whole Eastern thing going on. There's kind of like these strange cloud-like stuff. Yeah. It's kind of a backdrop. Trying to figure out what those were supposed to be. I think it was kind of like clouds. Is it just a design element, or is it in some way related to the movie? Is it a vinyl? Is it a piece of vinyl, maybe? Um, I don't think it's related to the movie. I think it's just a design. Like, here's the dude kind of being like a monk, being monk-like. And he's just like, again, the clouds just give it a kind of nature-y kind of setting, a natural setting that kind of goes with that. Yeah, and you know, like, there's that one movie poster for The Big Lebowski where the dude is, you know, kind of there behind Maud helping her to bowl, but it's the background's this whole cloudy background. But it's more, like, ethereal than... It's not supposed to be, like, a sunny day with a couple puffy clouds. You're running through fields of wheat. It's more, like, trippy. You know this? It's very golden and yellow. I think if you I mean, search... I can, of course, picture the dude... Here. Helping Maude with the bowling ball. I can't. Yeah, but it's not a frame grab from the movie. It's just using I'm that as a jumping off point. Yeah, this backdrop that you're talking about. You know, it's on the Blu-ray, I think. Um, let's see, Big Lebowski movie poster. <clears throat> yeah, if you just search Big Lebowski movie poster, it's the second result, and they're there. Okay, you can see the checkerboard floor. He's in his tool belt outfit, helping her to bowl. But like, yeah, it's just like clouds and smoke and it's probably oh, supposed I to know be exactly marijuana smoke, okay now right? that i see it like yeah of course i know this right right so it's supposed to be like that maybe i don't think it's really a call to, out to that because that's a very that's more like fog or smoke they're not like clouds that would be outside like on a on a nice kind of spring day yeah the yeah, way i kind of think of these Clouds on the cover of this being. So there's how many fonts? Are are there three different fonts on this cover? I was trying to figure that out. I believe, well, on the cover, yes, there's three fonts. There's two in the title and then one for the, like, tagline and the byline. And you think those are definitely this? I think they are. I think you mean are. the ones that for the tagline it says awesome insights of deep dudes from Lao Tzu to Lebowski? Yes. And then it says by Oliver Benjamin. Right. Are they the same? Those are the fonts. They look like the same to me. Or very close, if they're not. I'm I'm looking closely here. It's down there somewhere, so let me take another look. <laughs> let me take another look. They seem the same except like Oliver Benjamin, those two words seem like they're a little heavier, just a smidge heavier. And I think the word by is probably the same weight as Awesome Insights of Deep Dudes from Lao Tzu to Lebowski. I think it's the kerning 
that you're seeing the difference in. Definitely that too, but look at the N at the end of Benjamin and compare that N to the N in Insights. And you see how like the diagonal piece of the N is like a little thicker, like it's... Well, in Benjamin, the little notches that come out to make the N are a little deeper, I feel. They might be. I want to say something about those clouds. Yes, please. We had wicker coasters in the 80s that looked just like that. That that were cloud-shaped or just like one of those circles? Like one of those circles. So it's almost like a stack of coasters that's been spread around to look like a cloud. Coasters for his white Russian. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, okay. he's not using them. Because he's the dude. I, you know... I don't know. Maybe the dude is just the kind of person who might use a coaster Would against he all the logic. Wood? Yeah, he might respect the wood, right? Okay. He might respect the wood. It's like he's he got is a ice. kind of a beverage professional of some yeah. kind. That's one of very few things, maybe two, that he takes seriously: bowling, beverages. So he might use a coaster. He's got his own separate little ice bucket that he's got like out in the living room area below his Nixon poster, you know? I'll also say this dude on the cover looks more like the dude's stunt double from the chief of police in Malibu's office than Jeff Bridges. Yeah, with that nose and stuff. Yeah, the nose. A heartier face all around, I think. Yeah, I see that. A little bit of a rounder goatee, perhaps. I'm trying to figure out what cartoon character he reminds me of. It's not Ziggy, but it's someone like that. Who's Ziggy? Ziggy. It is kind of like Ziggy. Ziggy? Ziggy, yes. Ziggy. Ziggy. Ziggy play guitar. Jeff. Oh, this guy doesn't wear pants. Come on. Oh, look at this guy. Come on. How you're, talking you know about, Ziggy. you're talking about Ziggy, Ziggy. now? Ziggy, yeah. Ziggy. Ziggy. Ugh. Where did that... Is that an animated cartoon? I don't know. Or is you don't it a remember comic Ziggy? Strip? Well, I do once I saw his pantsless ass. Maybe I was on the wrong site. <laughs> he was, like, all the rage. How is his in- penis not sticking out from underneath that shirt? Well, he's, he's a neuter. See you in the funny papers. Yeah. You never give me your number, do you, Ziggy? Yeah, it's not Andy Cap either. Andy Cap. I haven't thought about him in a long time. Long time. <laughs> so it's not Andy Cap. And it's not Ziggy. Ziggy? Is that like. He's a little Ziggy. I'm closer to Ziggy. Is it because of the nose? Yeah, the nose. The hook nose. That round. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. The dude's stunt double on the cover of this book is hooked. Hooked. But Ziggy's just got a big, fat, round nose. It's not hooked. Is it just the prominence of the nose, perhaps? Maybe. 
I think you would enjoy Andy Cap because he's so, always wasted, which went oh, over my Nick. head as a kid. Nick, nice to meet you, Nick. Yeah, that, his nose is all red. He's always either got well, a I'm co-owner of the Little Lebowski shop in, on 215 Thompson Street, New York City. All right, what compelled you to open a shop dedicated to the Big Lebowski? Uh, well, uh, actually, nothing. We were um, trying to make money, and um, we opened up a souvenir and gift shop in 2007. Uh, a week after we opened, the Parks Commission blocked off the road so nobody could get here, and it stayed like that for a year and seven months while we went deep into debt. Uh, when the fence finally came down, we saw that the European tourists were the only ones buying anything, and they tended to prefer T-shirts. Um, so we borrowed money from our parents, got a few more T-shirts in. Maybe two of them had big Lebowski quotes. I thought, nobody saw that movie, we'll never sell them. And uh, lo and behold, turns out there's this international cult following that we knew nothing about. Somebody's made a religion about it, Dudism. There's something called Lebowski Fest. What the heck? And um, uh, the big Lebowski merchandise just outsold everything else in the store by a huge margin. Uh, we stopped going into debt, started slowly digging out, were able to restock merchandise, and um, and uh, we, well, over the next few months, the dude kind of took over the store. That was about maybe three and a half years ago, maybe a little more than that. And, uh, well, we uh, changed the name to Little Lebowski Shop, and uh, up until last summer, we were doing okay. <laughs> what happened last summer? Uh, this huge heat wave rolled in in June, just... And I thought, oh, no, heat wave, well, at least it'll be gone in a week. Gone in a week. Gone in a week. Yeah. Anyway, it stuck around until uh, the end of the season, <laughs> September, before it finally picked up and left. Um, pretty much cut our sales in half um, because even though tourists were coming to the city, they were immediately going but to I don't places think that, that, looks that like were large and air conditioned. I know me some handicapped. Yeah, there's that dude. What's the hat? What's that hat called that he wears? Some Anybody? Kind of sc scotch bonnet. Scotch bonnet? Scotch <laughs> bonnet. <laughs> Isn't that a pepper? Yes. <laughs> Why are you invoking the Nazarene? I will not invoke the Nazarene. I apologize. Brad, are you at the bottom of Ziggy yet? I mean, what? where at the bottom of him? The pantsless area. Yeah, I, I've been known to bow before the Ziggy, get on my knees, and serve. <laughs> Who's loud, too? We already talked about him, but... It was like eight months ago, so. Yeah, who is he? I don't know. I didn't do any research. <laughs> do I? What the fuck do I know? Did you? <laughs> Lao Tzu. <laughs> Lao Tzu. Yeah? The father of Taoism. Mmm. Mm -mm -mm. Also known as 
Lousy. <laughs> Lousy? Lousy. Just be don't. I don't know, maybe don't you still pronounce it lousy, the, but it's like lousy. Lousy? <laughs> lousy. I think you should go around saying loud Zoo is lousy. No, probably what not. What do you know about the man? Seems like he did some good shit. He's a deity in religious Taoism and traditional Chinese religions. Ooh, be careful. Although a legendary figure, Laozi is usually dated to around the 6th century BCE and reckoned a contemporary of Confucius. They're playing highlights of previous games. Well. And so on and so forth. So this book is Awesome Insights of Deep Dudes from Lao Tzu to Lebowski. And I yeah. like this is this is dudism basically both taking itself very seriously and also not. Well, you know, there is that, um, you know, the whole Eastern thing going on. Right. So, they're invoking Lao Tzu. Lao Z. <laughs> um... Do you recognize the main font of the title of the book? The I'm not a, I, I don't have like perfect font eyes. What's very similar to the font that's used in the beginning of the movie for the opening credits. I don't know wait, if it's wait, exactly wait. Which the font same. are you talking about now? The Tao Dude. Oh, okay. I missed that. I'm, I, yes. Okay. I thought you meant the font for Lousy. Yeah, no, yeah, it is yeah. that kind of old Western font, but the in the middle Western it also font. has that 50s. Right. The retro, like, chrome. chrome yeah. look. Chrome-y. Yeah, so they kind of, yes. That's, those, are the, those are the fonts. Those are the fonts. Of the, of the mixture of the uh, The old and Lebowski. the new. Yep. Just like that. Old and the new. Come on. Um, general thoughts about the quality of the cover after studying some new ones? How do we feel about the robe? Lack of chest hair? I think it's a pretty good cover. No chest hair, though. Well, it's, that's the, that's, I don't know. It's kind of like you don't need. You don't need it. It's not photo. Yeah, I mean, real. it's kind of like artistic license. Like you, you don't have. I mean, it's a cartoony line drawing. You don't want to put too much detail. Like right. you know, you don't want to put the pores on his feet either, or else it ends up looking like those real life Homer Simpson things we saw. I if you go too far. Yes, I hate those. 
Or that thing that turned your like stick drawings into actual paintings. Right, yes. <laughs> that I think friend of the show Luke posted. Yes. Woo! Nobody wants that. No. But yeah, you make a well, good point. Like His mouth is just a dot right. in the middle of his weird beard. It's like a little anus of a mouth. Yeah, it's an anus mouth. His thumb's a little weird, though. His right thumb holding the white Russian. It's a little crooked. Like, it looks like it hurts <laughs> It's a little a lot. downward. It's a little downward. Like, I could probably do that with my thumb and hold a white Russian. It would just be somewhat unnatural and horrible. Well, you have unnatural digits. Yeah, that, that is true. doesn't surprise me. Your joints work in a weird fashion. But it's just... You know, when they're taking artistic license, I don't know why that was a choice that was made. Kind of draws It was attention. a rush job, I guess. Maybe. So, overall, I give strong marks to the cover. Yeah, I like the cover. I like the With color. With the exception of the thumb, now that you pointed out, I'm going to have to give them a thumbs down on the thumb. Thumbs down but on overall, the thumb. But overall, that's a very small element of the overall cover. It's got a... What's the color scheme here? It's a... Um, you know, everything's kind of in the same family. What's that called? Uh, it's not monochrome, but, um, shit. I'm not sure. I'm going to open up I mean, Photoshop. there's complementary colors. There's color palettes. It's not complementary. It's like, ugh. Subdued. seconds to say what it is. Three, two, one. And with that, you have lost! You do not get a Ritz cracker. sweaty boobs because his you know his bathrobe is cut pretty low there is no chest hair though he's just bare like a baby's butt right but he's probably That's not but sexy. after after diving through all that crispy chest hair aren't you ready for a little break yeah I am. it's all about contrast life is you know giving a take and maybe he's glistening glisteningly wet because he's fresh out of the bath and all smooth. You can just rub up against them. So I feel like this book was self-published. Like, he made his own publication company. But I'm impressed because he chose the matte cover. Yeah, well, the publication, that's you're getting ahead that's going to be in the next episode, because the next episode is that page that has the info about the publisher and everything. And I kind of looked ahead. Oh, no. So oh, I have a lot oh, I can 
would say about that, but for now, I'm just going to say... Should we put a fork in this cover? I mean, I'm still looking up what color palette it is. So unless you want to wait for me to do that. You mean what kind of a... Uh, what color scheme? You mean, you mean like you're looking for a specific color scheme or just what's the word for just like these kind the of colors? Word. Yes, for having like the same like, you know, it's not complementary... You know, it's, it's not like there's red and green and what? It's close to monochromatic. Yeah, but it's not that. Hegemony of color? I mean, maybe. That's not Sepia. what I'm thinking of. But. Yeah. Color monochrome. Oh. Your mom. I have a feeling Brad doesn't have like five tabs open with YouTube videos for his sound effects. Um, no, I think he probably does. Oh. Where is it? Where the fuck is it? God damn it. <laughs> oh. Ah. Ah, forget it. Forget it. What? All right. Strong ending. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.